Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Winning Lifestyles Audio Edition Podcast. Today's episode is the final part of my story time, how I started my cooking journey. If you haven't listened to part one or two, or read my blog on our website at winninglifestyles.com, check out those first. All right, so I told you about how my different experiences as a child and a high schooler helped bring about my cooking and baking journey. Now, all that's left of the story is my time in college. Story time. Picture this. I'm a noob freshman living in a dorm that provides a meal plan of 10 meals per week and a cafeteria with different cuisine. My 273 square foot studio apartment didn't have a kitchen, so what did I do? Bring portable gas stove and my rice cooker because I am Asian and rice is life. Yes, it sounds as ghetto as it was. I had two chairs and one of them served as the table to place my gas stove on and like four big boxes of ramen piled on top of each other to serve as my desk slash table. Now looking back, I kind of wish I took a picture of the setup. It was pretty ratchet. (laughs) Dangerous as it sounds, the most cooking I did at the time was boil indomie ramen and microwave spam, which I do not advise. It doesn't taste good. It's not the finest cuisine I've cooked, but I mean, it got me through some long, tough nights. And it wasn't until next year, when I moved into an apartment that had a fully functional kitchen when I began to hardcore cook. Mostly because if I didn't cook, I starved. And this time, Susie wasn't there to feed me. I didn't have a car during my first semester, so all the ingredients I got were from home. You know, sliced round eye beef, yu choy. Everything was already prepped, beef marinated, yu choy washed. So all I had to do was throw them in together in a pan and maybe add a dash of pepper. Viet Chinese stir fry. Recipe coming soon. That's what I called it and mostly ate for the rest of the semester. Except the occasional fast food. McDonald's, Sonic, Whataburger. Fast forward to second semester sophomore year. I had a car now so I could drive to my local McDonald's, I mean H-E-B, to get the ingredients I wanted and to make whatever I want. I think even then I was still making Viet Chinese stir-fry and not so appealing looking fried rice. But then I started talking to someone and I really wanted to seem impressive. So my big mouth goes and boasts about how well I can cook, that it's five star quality. I don't cook five star meals. At best, my food is three stars and that's just me being generous because I think most food tastes the same. All vanilla cakes taste the same, all pho tastes the same, unless it's homemade or actually terrible. But I dug myself in this huge hole and you know what? I had to live up to my words. And in order to do that, I did what anyone else would do. Never talk to them again? No. What? Look up recipes on YouTube. And I think the FBI saw through my BS because more food videos started popping up on my recommended page. The first food video that kickstarted my journey was Jamie Oliver's How to Make Perfect Scrambled Eggs Three Ways. And I, I, I didn't need to learn how to make the perfect scrambled eggs because I, I already make pretty good scrambled eggs. These are the words that I'm talking about that probably gets me into trouble. But I thought the more food videos that I'd watch, the better I'd get at cooking. Oh, it doesn't work like that, sadly. Now, I don't remember much from that year, 
but I probably went back and resorted to my usual Viet Chinese stir fry and the very occasional fast food. I do, however, remember making a big tray of fried rice with some leftover rice I got. I was feeling somewhat emotional in giving that week, so I planned to cook fried rice for a bunch of officers, fellow interns, members, whatever, of an org I was involved in. But this time, I would follow an actual recipe because my fried rice didn't look so good before. At this point, I really got involved in cooking and started watching more tasty and bon appetit videos. I bought bread and bacon just to make Molly's egg in a hole sandwich. Kind of bougie for someone who doesn't eat breakfast, wake up for brunch, or even wake up before noon. My food adventures continued on as a junior, but this time I dabbled into baking. Somehow I got free bread on campus, and then I used it to make bread pudding. And then one time I went out to HEB at 1am to buy cream cheese and walnuts, staying up till 3.28am, all to bake a carrot cake for no reason. I think it was because I had leftover carrots from when I made curry. Sadly, all my cooking experimentations came to a halt after quarantine started, and I moved back home. But since this whole pandemic and since I've been home, I've been lucky enough to enjoy my mom's cooking and to be able to cook alongside her like the good old days when all I had to do was throw things in a pot. Boom, Chef Jen. And now for that joke. What do you call a mango that paints? Vincent Mango. Thanks for sticking around for the ride. I would like to announce that you are now officially part of my Fry or Die team. Okay, well, maybe not as doom sounding as that, but I hope you get my point. If you like this series or just want to learn new recipes, check out Chris's Honey Walnut Shrimp Without the Walnuts on his blog, or stay tuned. I'll be launching a new series where I'll be teaching you how to cook on our YouTube channel. Also, if you haven't already, check out my 37 cent green milk tea recipe. And yes, it's that cheap. I break down the math on my blog post at winninglifestyles.com. Thanks again for listening. Stick around for more of my puns, jokes, story time, and just me in general. This is Jen from Winning Lifestyles, and remember to keep smiling.